Welcome to Talking Mopars, episode number 133. You know, I've talked to some people about this show recently, and while the live streams are a lot of fun, and I love talking to all my Mopar friends and having guests on the show, I did get a couple of requests to have some episodes of the old format. So today, we are going to have Project Car of the Week, High Performance Parts, and a listener story. The Project Car of the Week should be Project Cars of the Week because I found one ad on Craigslist that featured many projects, all Mopars, of course. It was really cool, so I thought I'd share it and talk about the cars that were for sale there. We also have a high-performance parts segment that features a cameo from an awesome Mopar that is really relevant in today's media because it features one of the biggest, most well-known actors in the world, and he's been in the media a lot recently, and he did a commercial a while back with a really cool Mopar, so we're going to talk about that. And then finally, to close out the show, we had an awesome listener story sent in to us. It's kind of long. It's going to take up a lot of the show, but that's okay. We're just going to cover some stuff we haven't covered in a while. You know, Project Car of the Week, High Performance Parts, and a listener story. What better way to get back into the groove of things than doing it just like that. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I'm your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. What's up, guys? I know it's been a while, and I got to be honest with you, it feels good to be back doing an episode the old way, starting with Project Car of the Week. And this week is more like Project Cars of the Week because I found one ad that has multiple cars in it. And this was posted in the Sacramento Bay area. And the guy has, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six cars in one ad. So let's read the ad. 1971 Roadrunner 383 Big Block 4-Speed Manual needs help. Comes with a 71 Satellite 383 parts car. Both cars, $7,900 or best offer. Also have a 1969 Real Dart Swinger 340 4-Speed Manual car. Comes with full drivetrain and rebuilt 340 motor. 8-3 rear end bench seat. Complete car, 11000 or best offer. 1972 Plymouth Roadrunner Petty Blue 400 Big Block. Matching number car. Body and paint done. Bucket seats, all seats redone, new carpet, new front and rear bumpers, new decals, new dash wire harness, $17,000. Also have a 1977 Dodge Power Wagon Rare Warlock Edition, 4x4, was a 360, now big block setup, no motor, but trans and transfer case. Underside of truck is all new, comes with another stepside bed. Bucket seats, $5,000 or best offer. Also, a 1972 Plymouth Duster 344 speed drivetrain all done and installed, rear end done, suspension done, 11,000 or best offer. Whew. That is a big ad and that is a lot of cars. So let's break these down. All right. So this guy's selling most of these cars separately. He's got a 71 Roadrunner and a 71 Satellite. He's offering as a project package deal for 7900 or best offer then he's got the 69 dodge dart swinger the 72 petty blue roadrunner a 77 power wagon the warlock edition and a 72 duster 340 car so all totaled let's see here 7900 
11,000, 17,000, 5,000, and 11,000. So what's the math on that? Total, if you were to just give him what he wants for all of these as a package deal, you'd get you'd get them all for 42,900. So <laughs> uh, six cars, right? Two, three, four, five, six. So six Project Mopars for 42,900. So let's break this down. You've got a 71 Roadrunner with a 383 big block four speed that is a project, major project, and it comes with a 71 satellite 383 parts car. Both of these are for 7,900 bucks. Um, based on the pictures that I see. So let me get in here to the ad. Um, the Roadrunner doesn't look too bad. It's pretty much a shell. It does have some of the glass um, from what I can see. No grill. Um, yeah, both of these cars. Oh, wait a second. Is that the satellite or is that the satellite? Okay, so that one's got the Roadrunner. All right, so <laughs> these are basically both shells. So... I mean, what's, what's he asking for the shell? 7,900 bucks. I think he's a little crazy on these cars. Um, 383 big block four speed manual. Uh, you know, the question is, does it have the drivetrain in it? I can't tell. I'm going to assume that it does. Okay. I still don't think that 7,900 is a good price for both of these. I don't care if you get two cars in one, the body on this first one I'm looking at, which I believe is the satellite, doesn't look too bad. Um, the Roadrunner, also pretty straight. It's got a lot of surface rust on the two front fenders. Um, this must be the Roadrunner because it's got the Roadrunner hood. The other one has a satellite hood with the Roadrunner hood inserts. This is kind of interesting. So I'm trying to figure out which, if you saw this ad, it's kind of hard to denote which one is the satellite and which one is the Roadrunner just by looking at them. Um, but regardless, they're both major projects. And if you were to separate them, you know, let's just call this oh, 7,900, eight grand. So you're looking at what, 30, 3,800 or uh, what, 3,900 bucks a piece. Uh, that brings you to six seventy eight, so thirty nine fifty a piece. <laughs> um, I think my math is right on that. So seventy nine hundred. I I don't think these cars are. Man, maybe the seventy one Roadrunner is worth a couple grand, a few grand, maybe. Um, if it does have the big block in it with the four speed, um, you know, the, the guy says that the engine and transmission needs help, or the whole car needs help. Um, and then the and the seventy one is a parts car. So, you know, I, I would imagine maybe two or three grand for the 71 Roadrunner, so long as everything else looks good. The pictures, you know, he basically just takes pictures of the cars on the outside and you don't get any good detailed pictures of what's on the inside. So um, based on that information alone, I'm going to go ahead and say 7,900, you probably chop that price way more than in half, <laughs> you know, maybe three grand for both cars. Um, and then you got the, the 69 Dart Swinger 340 car which based on the pictures that I see, um, appears to be pretty solid. Uh, it does have the good hood on it, um, with the little power bulges or whatever you'd like to call them. Um, I do see a Barracuda in the background. <laughs> Curious about that car, but, uh, he's also got a dart behind this one that also appears to be a 69. Um, I can't really tell, but, uh, 
the dart looks pretty solid. How many pictures does he even have? He's got two pictures. Based on the crummy pictures that I see, uh, it, it doesn't look too bad. It looks pretty solid. I see a Roadrunner or a Satellite, a 69 in the background. I wonder why that's not for sale. Um, but the, the dart is, you know, it's it's in pretty good condition. You know, it's not rotted. Uh, hood looks good. Fenders look good um, from what I can see in these pictures. Um, this is in California, so it is a little drier, but it is in Sacramento too. So um, that's what NorCal, so kind of like the Bay Area. <clears throat> But the dart doesn't look too bad. Um, you know, 344 speed manual car. It does come with full drivetrain. The question is, is the 340 original to the car? Not quite sure. It does have a A body eight and three quarter. Um, and it's complete for 11,000. Uh, if it's got the numbers matching engine and transmission in it, I'd say based on what I see on the body, you know, 11 grand is what he has here. I would say like seven grand, <laughs> you know, seven or eight grand. Um, just because if it is complete, it's a good starting point. Just based on what I see, it's a pretty solid looking car. Um, it's not one solid color though. Uh, it looks like at least one fender has been changed or two fenders possibly. Um, the driver's side, that might just be the primer underneath the factory paint. The passenger side has definitely been replaced. That looks like a T5, um, colored front fender but uh i i just i don't see this being um an eleven thousand dollar dart to be honest with you that's a little crazy uh but if it's a real dart swinger 344 speed manual car and it comes with everything um a rebuilt 340 if that's a numbers matching engine then you know maybe nine grand <laughs> Definitely not 11,000 in my opinion, but a bodies are coming up. It's been a while since I've actually sat down and really looked at a lot of projects um, and kind of gave my assessment. Not that my assessment means anything. It's just base, I base all my assessments on what I would pay for the car. Um, but I'm also notoriously cheap. So of course I wouldn't pay 11,000 for it. And even, even seven or eight grand is a stretch for me. But uh, you know, if I saw the car in person and it was really solid, needed minimal metal work, um, Maybe I could just, uh, gosh, straighten up, you know, any bent up metal that I see and, you know, throw some paint on it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would say 7,000 for that dart isn't, isn't too bad of a deal. But again, without actually seeing the car in person, we're just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Okay. The 72 Petty Blue Roadrunner with the 400 big block that has a matching number engine and, uh, or matching numbers engine and transmission with the paint. Um, and body work done, uh, seats done, new carpet, new front and rear bumpers. Uh, it's got a new dash and wiring harness. He wants 17 grand for it. I'm looking at the pictures now. And while it does seem like a really solid looking car, because it has been painted and it has had the body work done, you have to question, you know, what kind of <laughs> quality of work does this guy do? You know what I mean? But from what I see in the pictures, it looks all right. Um, so it's fully painted. So that saves you, you know, if it's a really good job, that saves you some money. Um, it needs to be assembled. That's my issue. So you're looking at $17,000. He doesn't say or best offer either, I don't think. Um, let's see here. $17,000. Uh, he does not have 
the problem is this ad is really run together. Um, yeah, he doesn't have a or best offer or anything, but the car, the bodywork and paint look good. Um, from what I can see in a Craigslist picture, you know, uh, numbers matching. That's, that's, that's good. It is a 72. It is a real roadrunner. I wonder if he's got the fender tag and any documentation with this car, but, uh, he says he has a new dash wire harness. I don't know if he's got a new, because I can see the dash in the picture. It's cracked. So that's not a new dash. So either he has a new dash and a wiring harness, or he's got a new dash wire harness. <laughs> um, but 17 grand, I don't think that's, that's more along the price of what the dart was a 10 or 11 grand. Um, based on what I see, you got a lot of assembly work, but if the paint and body work are good, that saves you a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of money too, depending on, you know, where you go to have that stuff done. Um, 17 grand. I'm more, I'm, I'm definitely lower. Like I said, around 11, <laughs> but I'm notoriously cheap. Um, <laughs> the 77 power wagon. Uh, this is a, this is a project truck. I don't see a lot of rot. I see a lot of surface rust on the front, at least on the passenger side. But it, it looks straight. The problem is this guy took some really bad exterior pictures. <laughs> um, if you're going to take pictures of only the exterior, at least give me a nice shot of the entire exterior. You know, I hate when they do the up-close <laughs> shots and you can only see part of the car. Just show me the whole damn car. Or truck in this matter. Um, but based on what I can see... Oh, here's another picture of the dart. I didn't see this one. Um, I must have missed it scrolling through. This is, uh, going back to the dart. Um, I'm seeing a picture of the rear window area and, uh, it looks good. No major holes, no major rots. Still got the rear window trim. Um, glass is good. Even the deck lid looks good. Some surface rust doesn't appear to have any major cancer. So that's good. Uh, the Cuda next to it appears to be a 71, um, not listed in the ad, <laughs> but back to the truck. The truck looks all right. Um, Gosh, what's he got this one priced at? Five grand. Uh, no motor. He's got the trans and transfer case. Underside of the truck is all new. It's got bucket seats. So it was a 360. Um, five grand. Mm, gosh, I don't know if this truck is worth five grand. It is pretty rust free. Uh, I'd lean toward just because it is a four wheel drive. And it, oh, it does have the, uh, the little slotted mags, um, or actually those aren't mags. Those are the slotted, uh, the, uh, factory chrome slot wheels that you can find on like little red expresses and, uh, street vans. Um, so that's cool. Uh, it, it is pretty straight. It does have some rust areas, I suppose. Um, nothing bad. It looks like there might be a little cancer, um, on one of the bottoms of the fenders, but <laughs> five grand. I just don't see five grand in this truck. Uh, you know, these power wagon warlocks are kind of hard to find. Um, this would be a, a good restoration project. Uh, I would probably hit him at like 2,500. <laughs> see what he does there. But, uh, especially with no motor, if I had a motor, you know, probably three, four grand, but he wants five grand or best offer. I I'd definitely try to get a little bit taken off that price. Chop him at the knees, 2,500. <laughs> two grand, two grand, <laughs> you know, um, 
And then finally, we have a 72 Duster 344 speed drivetrain has been done. Um, everything's installed. Uh, and this one is 11,000 or best offer. And gosh, this might be, it's got a bunch of different colored uh, body panels on it. <laughs> it's got a gold hood, blue front end, appears to have been brown. Um, gosh, again, these pictures suck, man. So I get one picture of the duster. So I really can't say from what I see here that it's an $11,000 car. It is a 344 speed drivetrain's all done. Is it a numbers matching car? I have to assume that the cars that he doesn't note as matching numbers are not matching numbers because he only has one listed as a matching numbers car, which is the Petty Blue Roadrunner, um, which is a 1972 car. Uh, gosh. Even with all that done, 11,000, man, I just looked at a, uh, I think it was a 70 duster drag car that was all done for 15,000, jump in it and head right to the drag strip. So 11,000 for this total project, I just don't see it. You know, maybe six, seven, eight, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it just doesn't, I just don't see the money in that. But let's, let's take a look at everything like this. What if you wanted to buy them all? The guy wants 42.9 for everything. <sighs> 42.9 for everything. Let's see here. Here's what my offer on everything would be. Okay, so first you got the 71 Roadrunner and the 71 Satellite. 7,900, I said three grand. We'll hit him at $3,000. So let's assume that he accepts 3,000 for those two. The Dart listed for 11,000. The Swinger 344 speed car. We'll hit him. Gosh, I'll give him a break on that one. I'll give him seven thousand. Uh, <laughs> the Petty Blue Roadrunner. Let's give him eleven thousand for that. He wants seventeen. The Power Wagon five thousand. Let's hit him at two thousand. And then the seventy-two Duster three forty-four speed car. He wants eleven thousand. Let's hit him at. Gosh. Let's match the same price as the dart. So what do we have here? 3,000, 7,000, that's 10 plus 11. So that's 21 and then two. So 23,000. Gosh, I have, I even have the, <laughs> so I'd be handing over $30,000 <laughs> for the, for those six vehicles. Oh man, that's, that's kind of insane. I don't know. Just looking at the pictures, I think my I think my offer's off. <laughs> I think that is a horrible offer. I think I'm still overpaying. Um, how about twenty five thousand for everything? <laughs> you know, that would be chopping everything in half again. So let's see what happens when I chop everything in half. Fifteen hundred, thirty five hundred, <laughs> fifty five hundred, a thousand. And 3,500. So what is that? So four, so 5,000. So 10, five, 11, five, and 14. So 15,000. So I would have, yeah, I, I'd be at 15,000 if I chopped everything in half, which is obvious because the last total was 30,000. That was easy math. I don't know why I went through it again. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> That's why I podcast. I'm not a mathematician. Um, 
So, I mean, 15,000 for all of them? Let's look at them again. Just looking at them, if he said 15,000 for everything, I would probably do it. Just looking at the cars. 30,000? No. So, my first, <laughs> my first offer would be off. So, I don't know. I'd go... <laughs> go there and offer hey, he would obviously turn down that offer but um you know at 15 maybe you could meet him halfway to 30 <laughs> i don't know but uh lots of project cars there's some potential in them um his prices need a little work but i mean he's probably aiming high folks i mean wouldn't you <laughs> i know i would um i would have been interested to see him post a package deal price for everything if he took them all at once um, I think that would have made the ad a lot more compelling and uh, a lot more interesting. And he might have more people head out there, you know, because there are people that will buy, you know, lots of muscle cars. You go, or lots of Mopars. You go there, they got 10 in the field, and you say, I don't want just one. I want all 10. Hook me up with a deal. And you might walk away or drive away with, you know, <laughs> 10 Mopars for a good deal. Um, I don't know how motivated this guy is to sell, but these are all questions you'd have to ask. If you go and see them and try to buy these cars, but that was project car of the week, <laughs> project cars of the week, 71 Roadrunner, 71 satellite, 69 dart swinger, 72 Plymouth Roadrunner, 77 power wagon, and a 72 duster 340. This may come as a shock to you guys. But I've been trying to cut down on carbs. And no, I'm not talking about carburetors. I'm talking about carbohydrates. We're all trying to eat better. But healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without all of the bad stuff that you find in typical cereals. So to help feed my love of cereals, I got myself a variety pack from Magic Spoon. These variety packs have four flavors. They're cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. These packs have zero grams of sugar. 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only 4 net grams of carbs, and only 140 calories per serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. It tastes exactly like regular cereal from your childhood, but is super nutritious. It's delicious but super healthy cereal that really brings joy to your mornings, afternoons, or evenings, especially after working up an appetite after a long day working on your project. Go to magicspoon.com slash MoparPod to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code MoparPod at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash MoparPod and use the code MoparPod to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode of Talking Mopars. I understand that some of you guys listening right now are new to the show and you possibly don't know what the original segments were like project car of the week, high performance parts and listener stories. You possibly don't even know that I do high performance heritage episodes where we talk about people, places and things in the history of Mopars that have effectively had an impact on the history of Mopars. And then we also have special editions of the show called Direct Connections. And Direct Connections are interviews with either my friends 
or with prominent people in the world of Mopar, the movers and shakers, as I like to call them. So we have the old format of the show, which is Project Car of the Week, high performance parts, listener stories, and usually a main topic. And we have direct connections and also high performance heritage episodes. So if you're new to the show, welcome. This segment of the show is called High Performance Parts. And what High Performance Parts is, is a segment that highlights Mopars from TV and movie history. And this week's High Performance Part belongs to the 1970 Challenger featured in an ad for Dior Sauvage, which is a fragrance for men. Um, Really high dollar stuff, (laughs) hoity-toity. Not what I would personally wear, but uh, I'm sure you guys have heard about this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard stuff in the news. And I, I'm a I'm a glutton for punishment, and I enjoy these spectacles. Um, <laughs> I've been watching some of it, and along the way, I heard that Johnny Depp had this commercial, and it just so happened that when I saw it, I was like, oh my god, that's a 70 Challenger. So in the commercial, which is a few years old now, um, Johnny Depp is seen driving through Los Angeles in this 1970 Challenger. He heads out to the desert, buries some jewelry, and a coyote jumps on top of the car. I can't really see much from the car. It has incorrect side view mirrors. It appears to be flat black, and it's got aftermarket wheels on it. It looks like it has uh, rally gauges, but the car is really only seen in glimpses. But uh, it looks cool. And I love when I see Mopars on TV, you know, or on, you know, the big screen. Uh, I think it's cool when you see them. And I'm, that's how much of a fan of Mopars I am. When I see a Mopar, I'm like, oh, look, there's a, you know, whatever it is. And when I saw this commercial, I got excited because I saw that Johnny Depp was driving a Challenger. And I thought that was cool. So high performance parts is usually a, a pretty short segment but um, I, I always think it's cool to just highlight those Mopars that you happen to see on TV or the big screen. So that's this week's high performance part. The 1970 Dodge Challenger unknown. It does have an RT hood, so we'll call it an RT just for fun. <laughs> we'll call it a 1970 Dodge Challenger RT featured in the commercial for Dior Sauvage featuring Johnny Depp. And that was High Performance Parts. It's time once again for listener stories, and this story was sent to us from Brad Sheepstra from Ontario, Canada. Here is Brad's story. Hey, Chris. I'm a new listener to the podcast. Just started listening to the podcast on the way to work and trade school. Got sick of the radio. Anyway, figured I'd tell you my story. I live in Ontario, Canada, grew up watching all the car shows on Speed Channel and Dukes of Hazard, and pretty much any show with a cool muscle car in it. I am 32 years old now. At about the age 23, I bought my first house and started watching Roadkill and all the shows from these guys and decided it was finally time to find myself a project car of my own. Spent many hours on Kijiji, was always a Mopar fan, will never forget the 71 Super B down the street from us as kids. When the thing fired up, we all ran outside to watch the car drive away. I searched everything possible on Kijiji, from Dart, Barracuda, Super B, Charger, Roadrunner, Cuda, Mopar, 
to project car. So one day I came across this ad, 1969 Dodge Dart with a massive list of parts. I will send a list of the parts I got with the car. It was listed for 17,500 Canadian. It was a 273 car, but came with a built 440 and a Street Fighter 727 transmission and strange S60 rear end. Guy had plans to build a Hemi Dart clone. This was the perfect project for me, so made the three hours trip to see the car. I ended up getting everything for 15,500 Canadian put a deposit down and then dragged a 26 foot enclosed trailer behind my old 2010 Ram 2500 diesel with an eight inch lift. Miss that truck. LOL. Picked the car up the next weekend and had it stripped down in no time at all. Started trying to fit parts and make a plan on how I wanted this car to be built. Did a bunch of repairs that were required. Nothing major, but a few patches and rust repairs. Had the car stripped and epoxy primed. Then I sold a few parts that I got with the car, always wanted a manual, so I sold the 727, got an A833, and amazing, found a big block bell housing in some guy's barn of treasures on Kijiji. Amazing what people have hidden away. Then I was in a bind. My townhouse and single car garage was way too small, so I bought a 24-foot enclosed trailer to store the car in when I wasn't working on it and parked it at a storage lot. Man, that was a lot of work every time I wanted to work on the car, so barely anything got done. And during all this time, met my love of my life, and she had an amazing three-year-old daughter that came with her, and she loved helping me in the garage. We decided it was time to move and came across a house on my way to my side job. It needed a lot of work, but it was almost an acre of property. Garage was bigger, but was pretty well shot. We bought the house, tore down the garage, and built a 30 by 40 attached garage, and pretty much have spent the last six years rebuilding the house and renovating it, and also built another 18 by 24 shop in the backyard. Put a four post hoist in the main garage and heated floor. It does get very cold out here, so that was a must. As you can tell, no work got done on the car. So about one year ago at this time, I figured with all the stuff that was going on between work and starting my own side business, I'm an electrician currently doing my HVAC apprenticeship and gas training as well and own a small control panel fabrication business out of the garage and now have two kids. I decided I would sell the car and find something that was built and roadworthy because I had no time to work on the Dart, so I listed it on Kijiji for $21,500 as is with all the parts. Had lots of interest, ended up selling it for $18,500. I always price things more than I want, so when people offer, I usually get what I want, lol. The gentleman who purchased the car was looking for a new project. He's retired but just restores cars, drives them for a bit, and then sells them and moves on to the next project. Great guy, very knowledgeable about his Mopars. Anyway, sold him the car, dropped the car off to him, and his amazing shop. He had a 70 Challenger in white 446-pack car, and a 71 Cuda 446-pack car as well, and a 72 Duster 340 4-speed red car and a 69 GTO, not a Mopar, but still a cool car. I was in heaven, but I knew the car went to the right guy, and after he gave me the cash, I said to him, when you have the car done, give me a call. I would like to see it, and if you're going to sell it, I would like first chance to buy the car back. I didn't think I'd ever hear from him. Nine months go by, and I get three pictures from a random number. It's three pictures of an F5 green 1969 Dodge Dart with Kregers and a black swinger stripe across the trunk and a black vinyl top and 340 bulge hood. The car was not what I was going to build, but it was badass, and I could not believe he had this car done in nine months. So packed the wife and kids in the car a few weekends ago, and we went to check it out. This guy did a top-notch job. Looks amazing in person. So I did what I had to do. I asked my four-year-old son what we should do, and he said, let's buy, get it back, LOL. So we made a deal on the car, and I pick it up this coming weekend. 
if it doesn't snow because I have sold my enclosed trailer. He has built the car back to the 273 motor and 904 automatic, which isn't what I really want, but now I will have a very clean car, and I plan on down the road get a 360 and do a 408 stroker, and still probably do the 4-speed conversion because that's what I want, and he is tossing in an A833, a small block bell housing, and manual steering column in the deal. I just need to get the rest of the parts. I don't want to butcher the car, but I think I can convert it if fairly clean. I am very interested in the modern Hemi swap, but I want my old muscle car with that old muscle car exhaust smell for a while anyway, before I go there, lol. I think a 408 stroker will be badass, always wanted to put the 440 in that I had with the car, but the motor was built for the track and wouldn't have worked great for what I wanted to do with it. Who knows, maybe I will still big block the car down the road, but for now I plan on enjoying it with the kids and wife on evenings and weekends when we can. The 273 will make a great driver and family ride. It does have a nice dual exhaust that sounds great but will lack some power for sure. But at least this Mopar has been saved and another one hits the road again. Anyway, I will attach pictures of where the car was at and what it looks like now. Sorry for the long story. I appreciate your time and the podcast. Finally something cool to listen to. Also, I didn't get the Craigers with the car. He wanted too much. LOL. I get it with the rally wheels, but that's okay. It'll do for now. Just happy to be getting my car back that I regretted selling. I probably shouldn't be buying financially, but this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to get it back. But I figure I got $18,500 for it, and I got quoted fifteen dollars to $20,000 for a paint job when I had the car, and now I am buying it back for $32,000, and it's 100% done for now. LOL. I can't go wrong. I would have spent a lot more building it the way I wanted. I think for another $5,000, I can get my motor in this clean, clean dart. Maybe one day I'll have time to build a Hemi Dart clone. Probably will do a 440. Can't afford a Hemi unless it's a Gen 3, which I agree will be badass in a Dart. Always on the hunt for Mopars. Thanks again, Chris. Keep up the good work. Also, sorry if my story doesn't make sense. I'm a trades guy, not a storyteller. LOL. Definitely left a lot out, but I had the car almost eight years. Cheers. Brad from Ontario, Canada. Here's a list of parts I got with the car when I bought it. List of new parts. TTI headers, NOS fogger system, NOS bottles, NOS bottle brackets, Edelbrock high-rise manifold, Holly 1150 carburetor, rear bumper, front windshield, Willwood disc brakes for front, Willwood disc brakes for rear, Strange S60 rear end, Hemi hood scoop, aluminum radiator, electric fans for radiator, March chrome serpentine pulleys for engine and brackets, alternator, water pump, water pump housing, Indy racing valve covers, MSD distributor, MSD ignition, MSD adjustable timing control, full exhaust system with mufflers, 3200 RPM stall converter, leaf spring relocation kit, leaf springs, drop spindles, A-arms, master cylinder, line lock, rocket racing rims, chrome lug nuts, hemi bucket seats, tacking gauges, gauge pods, switch panel, fuel regulator, fuel pump, fuel cell, battery relocation kit, battery switch, front wheel hub assembly, dash pad, box of fuel line fittings, front and rear shocks, 440 built engine, 727 transmission, and a B&M shifter. Thank you for sending in your story, Brad. I'm looking at the pictures right now. What a beautiful car. I actually, uh, I really dig it. <laughs> it looks amazing. And uh, it does look good with those Kregers. Um, it's got uh, the red line tires on it. It looks amazing. Um, it's too bad you didn't get the Kregers, but that can always be changed down the road if those are wheels that you really like. I actually like the way the Kregers look with the green paint on this Dart. It looks really good, man. Um, I'm happy to hear that you got the car back and you know, sometimes I wish somebody would buy one of my cars and then I can buy it down the, <laughs> down the road completed and done. That would be, uh, 
uh, a lot less of a headache for me. But uh, I'm glad to hear that you got the car back and that you're going to have a lot of fun with your family in it. And who knows what will become of the dart. You know, it sounds like you got some more plans for it, which is cool. But for now, yeah, man, I agree. Just cruise the hell out of it. Thank you, Brad, for sending in your story. And keep me posted on the project, buddy. I'd love to hear the progress. That was Listener Stories. There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about this show, you know where to go, TalkingMopars.com. And you can reach me by emailing Chris at TalkingMopars.com or by leaving me a voicemail on my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR. And you just might get to hear yourself on this show. So keep sharing those Mopar stories with me and anything else that is on your Mopar addicted mind. Don't forget how important it is to keep your Mopar protected from the elements. If you do need protection like a car cover, don't wait. Head on over to TalkingMopars.com, click on the Affiliates tab, and go get your Mopar covered today. Before we shut this podcast episode down, if you want some Talking Mopars merchandise like t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and cool swag like that, check out the merch shop on TalkingMopars.com. And for exclusive bonus episodes and videos only for my supporters, become a Facebook supporter today and get immediate access to those benefits. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.